Welcome. This is the Fanalyzers Podcast with your hosts, Nathan Yates and Matt Curry. Follow us on Twitter at Fanalyzers or hit us up on email, questions at Fanalyzers.com. can hurt but the way i see it you can either run from it or learn from it rafiki like <laughs> simba needed those words and sometimes i need those words too yeah you do especially this week uh how did that match up between uh two uh, opposing teams go matt two opposing teams meaning you versus me yeah rough i have juju i have odell I think that about sums up my whole team right now. Yeah, it sounds about right. Good old James Conner, Todd Gurley. It's looking like my championship team last year. Although, unfortunately uh, for me, James Conner's playing the Bengals. So, and what, uh, you're 2-2 two and two on the season? Yeah. Well, that was exactly what it was last year, too. Oh, dang. I went 0-2 nice. to start the season last year, just like this year. Uh, plus, having the uh, quarterback one helps. A Lamar lot. Jackson? Yeah. So, um, alrighty. Well, today on the show we have uh, reactions. Uh, some guys that we just looking at that maybe we think surprised, or we're looking at and we're seeing what we're gonna judge them as down the down the road, rest of the season. Uh, and then waiver pickups. Uh, we're actually gonna have a second show later in the week, right around Thursday, Friday. I think it'll post Friday morning. Yeah. Friday morning, we'll ha- it'll be posted. Ready so. for the weekend. But uh, what's a player for you? Um, we got like three or four, or we have like four or five players lined up. What's your first player that you're going into this week thinking a little bit differently on? Or the same? <laughs> <laughs> so my first player is Chris Godwin. Uh, Chris Godwin had the most targets in week four that he ha- has had all season. Four more, in fact, over – so he has 14 total targets this week, yeah. which is five more than he's ever had this season. Yeah. Um, this production of him of 41.2 PPR points will not be consistent, of course, and it's inflated because of the targets that he got. That is not a week-to-week thing, but to have him and not bench him this week because I know a lot after – a couple of weeks struggling, people wanted to bench him and probably did. Yeah. But if you were able to start him, um, I talked to one guy on Twitter and he asked me, do I play Godwin? I said, he has a nice upside, but that floor is kind of scary. Yeah. And he says, well, my Packers got me down. My defense got me down this week. So I need that upside. So he went Godwin and it worked thanks, out. thank his lucky stars that he got <laughs> points out. Yeah, definitely. So a player for me that's kind of, uh, I've been keeping an eye on. I don't really have a lot of shares of him, but like I kind of made a crazy, what seemed like a crazy claim early in the season saying Evan Ingram's going to be tied in one on the season or tied in two on the season. Um, It's Zach Ertz. Ertz was the guy a lot of people had at the tight end two, and I've been watching him pretty closely. And what I'm seeing from Zach Ertz is the Zach Ertz that we've all known and loved, the guy who gets like a million million receptions every game and everything like that, yep. just isn't what's happening. The ball's being spread around more. Alshon Jeffrey's healthy. They have talent at the wide receiver position. Nelson Aguilar, even though he goosed you this week, has been good the rest of the season. I think that that ultimately is hurting Ertz. He's still going to be a top-tier tight end, but I'd say 
more like above average than like the elite elite that you expected when you drafted uh, drafted him. So that's that's one thing for me that I've just over the past couple weeks that this is kind of my judgment that I've made, and this is how I'm going to view him rest of the season. On top of that, Deshaun Jackson is on his way back. Yeah, he'll be back in the next week or two, um, which also hinders Ertz's output. Yeah, exactly. Potential. I mean, at this point, um, Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, uh, <laughs> Will Disley. <laughs> Honestly, easily... Will Disley. I'm sitting there and I'm considering like if I have Zach Ertz on my team and Will Disley, I'm going to be sitting considering playing Disley over Ertz. He's had one down week, but he's been more consistently 17s than like the 12 to 14 or between 12 to 17 you're getting from Ertz. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think Ertz coming into the season was the number two guy, yeah. and he was always been pushing Kelsey, especially with the the yardage last season, to push into that number one spot. Kelsey retains value, Ertz has not. Kittle hasn't either. No, he hasn't. So he's that's been, something to bring up as well. Middling. He was on by, so you know it's not something that we paid attention to this week, but he's middling as well. Hundred percent. I think he's number ten right now. As He's far as average number ten, per and week. then and this is his. I mean, this is hold on, because this is this right here is his actual lineup of weeks that he's played, and this isn't one you expected. Thirteen points, thirteen point four points, eight point four points, eleven point seven points. That's just not what you were expecting when you drafted George Kittle. A lot of times it had Ertz, and a lot of times it was third round. Um, in every league I'm in, he went third, fourth round, and absolutely, it was Ertz Kittle. Right there. Some guy had Kittle first, some have Ertz. And, and either way, I bet you're sitting here wishing you had Evan Ingram. At the same, yeah, right, who I picked O.J. Howard right before you. Um, at the same time, we come into the season, we know, and we have known for the last couple seasons, that tight end is very slim. It has been very slim. There's three guys, and then there's everyone else. So which is actually the funny season this was year. a logical thing. Yeah. Now it's like there's eight, ten tight ends that you but might want more than Tuttle and and Ertz. Tight at this end point. is a little bit less gross this year than it has been in gross. the past. Yeah, hundred percent. That gross weight is down. Yeah, it, it seriously <laughs> is though. Like, and it's it's pretty crazy. Like, because literally last year, if you didn't have one of the top three guys, you were pretty much struggling. I mean, that's the reality of it. Even the Eric Ebron owners and the Jared Cook owners, they weren't necessarily happy that they had those guys, you know? You were happy you had O.J. Howard for, like, the five games he was great until he hurt himself. Beyond that, if you didn't have Kelsey or the other guys, but, I mean, look at this. Like, this is who we're looking at. Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Will Disley, Greg Olson, Zach Ertz. That's the – that is just – crazy and that's yeah. the actual point standings right now and that's i mean austin hooper is the tight end too i mean like yeah so Ertz hasn't been terrible he's a starting tight end no he he's is giving but, you 10 points a week but he but the, the reality not of giving it is you Ertz numbers exactly the reality of it is is he's the back end tight end <laughs> one right now and that's and crazy. and it's crazy and you think. say oh austin hooper it's just a fluke it's not 16 7 24 22 i mean the Amazing. only seven is against Philadelphia. It's shocking. And Philadelphia has been holding their own against most teams defensively. Like, they struggled against the Packers this week, but so not mo- most of So the time. moving on, um, another Philly guy, Jordan Howard. Jo- Jordan Howard blew up this week. He did really well. Um, the Philly fan base has been wanting Howard to get the touches, as Sanders 
has kind of been struggling with the opportunities that he's been given. I dropped him this um, week to pick a kicker up. <laughs> Seriously. You know, I look forward to seeing Howard get the carries, and they have grown every week since week one. Week one was six, moving on eight, 11, and then 15 this last week. That trend could could hold. Howard could get 15, 11 to 15 carries every game, if not more, especially because he produced the way he did. Yeah. And those goal line carries, money for fantasy. Yeah. I mean, the reality of it is he did what he needed to do to get get more touches this week. Um, and Miles Sanders has disappointed. Uh, my, my number two player is Robert Woods. And this is the reality for me of Robert Woods. Robert Woods has not seemed like he was going to be the top-tier guy the last two weeks. He's seemed like he's losing targets out, Cooper Cup's taking everything and all these things. If you go back and actually watch those games, he's it's it's defensive or it's it's holding penalties, it's false starts, it's stupid little penalties, like five, six of them a game that happen to be on the receptions that Robert Woods gets. If you go actually look at that game and you watch the game, you see Robert Woods is competing with Cooper Cup in total targets, even though that doesn't necessarily show on the lineup lineup because of these these things. And yes, it's a team game, but at any time the uh, the penalties could swing the way of Cooper Cup. Robert Woods blowing up this week is what I expected. I expect a wide receiver one from Robert Woods. I still expect a wide receiver one from Robert Woods. I benched him this week because I have Evans and Lockett, and they Absolutely. both had really good matchups. And yeah. so it was like I couldn't play him, but I regret One important it. note to this is I agree with your Woods take. Cooper Cup, the last two weeks, he got 33 point one points and then he got twenty six point nine and his floor is eleven point six. Cooper Cup is the man to own right now. He is the wide receiver one on the Rams. I'm not necessarily Woods, really arguing against that. I, yeah. I I'm pretty sure I agree with and, you. And and we're on the same page. It's I think Cup, most... Woods and then Cooks. Brandon Cooks has like blow up potential where you have deep plays, but he will be all over the map. Yeah, and and the problem with the problem with Cooks, the reality of it is, is he is. Uh, it's like you said, he's volatile, and he could blow up. He could take one to the house, but the problem with Brandon Cooks could take one to the house is Robert Woods and Cooper Cup can as well. Yeah. That's the problem, and they get more targets. I mean, they score before yeah. he gets a chance to catch the ball. So my next guy is uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Ridley came out hot. In week one and week two, we were excited to see potentially a wide receiver one on our hands. That was the upside of what we were expecting. Even with Julio there, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice yeah. spreads the ball out, and he was getting the ball to both of them, which was awesome to see. Although, in week three, he had 1.6 points, Calvin Ridley, total PPR points, and 6.2 points in week three. So... You might be deciding to to drop him at this point. I would hold Ridley, um, maybe move him, but you will be selling low, <laughs> yeah, really low. So we'll kind of see how these next two weeks, three weeks, pan out to the, decide on what to do with Ridley. Really, the problem with Ridley is the Falcons haven't been playing very well. Devonta Freeman's been struggling. He had a good week this week, but that was he. Like, if you look Halt at his it. stat line, it wasn't great, you know? <laughs> um, 
And so that's that's the problem with the, the Falcons. They just don't have the offense going, and it's looking like Matt Ryan cannot produce two years in a row. Yeah. I mean, it's And that's what it, it's always been. It's yeah. one year on, one year off. And this might be the year off, and Calvin Ridley is paying the price. Julio Jones, though, continues to produce. He's, um, he has he's found his good. way into the end zone three out of four weeks, one week being two. He didn't find it this week. Um, so we saw kind of the floor of Julio Jones with 9.3 fantasy points. Yeah, um, He still had seven targets, which is middling but still decent. Uh, four receptions and 52 yards. So he usually finds the end zone. I like to call him Julio Touchdown Jones. <laughs> but, you know, this week was kind of an offer. Which is a funny change it. from last year because he went like eight <laughs> weeks in a row without a touchdown. Yeah, for sure. But he was putting up the yardage in oh, order yeah, to make he him, was... the yardage and receptions in order to make him – worthwhile yeah and he's he's always been good uh, another guy for um what are we on our third guy my guy is wayne gallman wayne gallman this week did very well i mean he looked great so i have to say so i've never heard the man's name out loud wayne I've, gallman <laughs> i've only heard it i've only read it over and over and over and studied <laughs> him over and over highlights whatever it was you know i've looked into his college are, stats do you really have but the gall wayne man right gallman. now to make fun of him no, you... I'm not making fun of him. What I'm saying is Wayne Gallman is like Wayne Gallbladder. That's that's what first came to mind, and I he can't help myself. He like then, a gallbladder. And I, don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. A good, a good or bad gallbladder. Does. He was a good gallbladder this weekend. I'm 90 percent sure. I'm I, a doctor, that's just a but, side uh, note. But that, <laughs> Wayne um, Gallman, I think of Wayne's World and then gallbladder. Yeah, I mean, there's there's only two things. Uh, he did really well. The problem with how well he did, or is he could I, be goal man. Where oh, he's, he's he did touchdowns. get two touchdowns. I mean, so Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Goldman. <Goleman. laughs> I like it. He's the goalman. Um, he impressed. The problem with it is, is I feel like you're gonna think, okay, cool. I have Saquon Barkley mini. It was against the Redskins, and the reality of it is, is the Redskins have not been great. They you're totally have, right. They're. I mean, what? what what's the consider. Redskins' record right now? I shouldn't uh, be asking this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to remember all the records, but it's hard to stay on top of it. <laughs> yeah, 30. Um, but the point is, is like they're not a good team. They're offensive. Oh, and four. Yeah, they they're do not have four. a win yet. They're not a great team. Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, whatever they do, they can't carry the team. So it's like they're they're gonna try. They're gonna do their best and. But they're not great. And that's the problem that's with Wayne Gallman. That's what happens. 0-4 oh is what happens when you don't have a quarterback. Exactly. And Wayne Gallman. And you what, know Case Keenum. What, you're a Broncos fan. Yeah, I do. Well, I'm, I'm not necessarily a hater of Case Keenum. Okay. Their offensive line is so bad. If I'm Jay Gruden, I'm not playing <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. It's that bad. Honestly, like that's what happens. Shore up your offensive line oh, and then put him in next week. Dead next serious. Season. Like It's freaking 0-4 because of your – it's not the quarterback's fault. Like They're not playing great, but you can't play great if you're running for your life. They've done good this season, and it, the quarterbacks did it. It was their defense that failed them early on. The problem with Wayne Gallman is he's going up against the Vikings next week, and everyone's going to be th- like, sweet, Barkley mini, <laughs> slow down. Like It's still Vikings. Wayne Gallman. If he was this elite guy, this he'd be playing for another team. This now. is an actual defense he's playing against. Uh, if you can maybe move away from him, a lot of times you can't. So just temper your expectations for him. 
Um, you're number four. Looks like you're My last number four. Player. Odell. Oh. Odell. Odell is known for Odell Beckham having... Jr. The guy to win me oh, the week. Odell. <laughs> he is known for going amazing games two, three times in a row. But he's also known for that stinker every at least four weeks. It could be he's every other. He's reversed it this time, though. He's had three stinkers and one good week. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to expect the stinkers and it's... in the tanks, overflowing, and it hurts. It hurts when I'm facing you. It hurts every week that Odell doesn't prepare. It hurts almost as much as the auto drafting guy in our league going oh, four, four, four and zero oh, and scoring over one hundred and forty points. No auto drafting allowed anymore, <laughs> Jordan. If you're listening, <laughs> no more auto drafting. We'll kick you out of the league. We'll find you a replacement. I will. We're just kidding. We won't team. kick you out of the league, but I don't. Know I mean, we'd kidding. really, we'd really like no auto drafting <laughs> if possible. I mean. We get it. You were at a charity, but... So, <laughs> so Odell had four total points in PPR. Oh, man. That's rough. I, I mean, wish I auto-drafted. It was really rough else. to watch you lose to me. I mean, it was real hard <laughs> on me. Um, oh, What's your player? Who's your player four? My player four, and then I'll bring <laughs> I'm up... done a, with Odell. Yeah. I'll trade for him. And auto-drafting. <laughs> the, the Stop big, it. Just before I move on too crazy is Odell... I really think it's a learning curve for the Browns. I think they're figuring out who they are, and I really think that they may have figured that out this week. Thank you. They figured I, out. I appreciate well, that for my fantasy team. Not necessarily Odell, but like <laughs> they they figured but out. They, they lean on Nick out, Chubb. It helps me out. But if Nick Chubb starts doing some more, they're going to have to commit to him more, and it's going to open it up for Odell. Ultimately, he's going to be better, I think, down the season. It's just a learning curve. Even Odell is not invincible to a learning curve. Is what the of course what you're learning right now. My fourth player is Sterling Shepard, um, and apparently I'm a giant lover now. <laughs> but uh, Sterling Shepard, yes. <laughs> he just typed Go in ahead. on our show doc, I don't have a fifth. My fifth is one I can just kind of roll into. So. <laughs> okay, uh, that's what I'm saying. Let's... <laughs> Sterling Shepard, um, he's been making a name for himself with Daniel Jones. He's, I mean... He's done fairly solid. He's been middling a mid-level tight or tight end, mid-level <laughs> oh, wide receiver. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so last week I'm gonna cut you off. I'm sorry, but last week I no, yeah, was it last week? I said Sterling Sharp when I talked about Sterling Shepard. Oh, did you? So that kind of puts my age into perspective. That Sterling sounds... Sharp is actually Shannon Sharp's brother, and Sterling played for the Packers. Yeah. And so that's why I called him Sterling Sharp. I know his name is Sterling Shepard. Anyways, go on. <laughs> um, Sterling shot the last couple these last two weeks with Daniel Jones. He's opened up his op- his chances in, in the offense. The reason I bring him up right now is I want to see what happens this next week because Golden Tate's back. We have to see how this offense shakes out. I want to see what happens to Evan Ingram. I want to see what happens to Sterling Shepard. And, um, and that's where I'm bringing him up. So... Now, player number five, it's not a player. It's the Eagles' run defense. And that's why I'm able to just kind of bring it up. The Eagles' run defense has been stellar. Aaron Jones, Carrion Johnson, Devonta Freeman, and then Darius Geis. That's the only one that doesn't have some, like, backing behind his name. 
He's held the Eagles defense have held all those guys to under two two yards of carry. Well, Devonta Freeman was two yards of carry, but under two yards of carry in every single game they've played this year for four weeks. If you have Le'Veon Bell, you need to temper expectations and maybe take a shot at a guy who will blow up a little bit little bit. If better. you have that depth, of course. If you have that depth. So uh um, you have an option that's Running backs can get. I'm not necessarily. Well, I'm not saying bench Le'Veon Bell. I'm saying maybe that if you have tiebreaker behind a Deshaun Jackson type wide receiver, not specifically him because he's injured, but that type of receiver who could blow up Uh or someone who maybe has a safer floor, I might be considering playing the higher ceiling guy this week. Of course, going up against this Eagles Eagles defense. Aaron Jones had a good game, but it was because of the passing game work, and the Jets aren't going to have the amount of passing game work that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers did. So, all right, moving on to waivers this week. Um, we want to take a look into just a few of the options that we have this week. They're kind of limited. It is going into week five, but um, I will. I'm just going to go right into mine. It is my first player that I want to talk about. I'm not ranking these guys. Um, I'm going to point them out and then from there uh, summarize what I think. Uh, Corey Davis. Corey. Uh, has been hindered by his QB play. Mariota is not a quarterback in order to someone that will give his number one wide receiver any sort of production that you want on your fantasy team. That aside, his earlier season rushing plays is what kept him as a cusp fantasy starter. Mm-hmm. For Mariota, excuse me. This game seems to be a one one off where he did we don't expect Davis to continue this production. Just played out. Mm-hmm. The touchdown bumped his numbers, Corey Davis. And he was only targeted six times for five receptions and ninety one yards. Five receptions for ninety one yards is not something that Mariota can do for Corey Davis. No. Corey Davis's skill alone is amazing. But like I said, do not jump on this wagon thinking that you're going to slide him into your flex next week and it's good to go for the rest of the season. Yeah, This is unsustainable, but you can speculatively add him if you feel like he could have a solid floor, and that's, which I doubt. And that's where I'm at. I, originally, I actually had A.J. Brown as one of my players, my players to look at. I kind of took him out because it's the same thing for me. A.J. Brown, I think you could add him. I personally would be more likely to add A.J. Brown because I've seen what Corey Davis can do over the last couple of years. A.J. Brown at least has the unknown. Here's the problem is there's a guarantee you are not playing either of these guys because they play Buffalo next week. Buffalo is killing everyone, including the Patriots, on defense. I mean, if it wasn't for a special teams touchdown, Buffalo could have actually won that game against the Patriots. They're a legit team, and if you have someone going up against Buffalo, no matter who it is, there's at least a part of me that's thinking, bench them, especially the Titans. If I have Derrick Henry this week, I am almost certainly trying to find another option. (coughs) A lot of people can't. Okay. A lot of people can't. I realize that, but that's how good they have been. Tom Brady scored four points this week. (laughs) I mean, no one That's does anything against the Bills. That is the Bills. That's the Bills this year. Um, for me, one that I'm seeing, and it's from the game I'll watch tonight. By the way, we are actually recording Monday night right after the, the Steelers-Bengals game. Just the Steelers to let everyone destroyed know. the Bengals. Steelers destroyed the Bengals. <laughs> and from that, 
this is what I gleaned. If you do not own Jalen Samuels, you need he needs to be owned. Jalen Samuels is part of, and this is the for the first time in forever, like frozen status over here, part of a running back by committee in Mike Tomlin's offense. If you watch the game, Samuels and Connor were involved. And they were doing wildcats. They were doing all these crazy plays. And it was Connor, Samuels, and then it was Rudolph. They are making offense happen with these three players to to make them better, to help Mason Rudolph succeed. Because they're when you look at the lineup now, they are one game out of first in their division again. The Browns and the Ravens are two and two. They're one and three after an 0-3 start. So if you're the Steelers, you're going to be trying to make offense, and I think you're going to do it by opening up the passing game using your two running backs, your two very good running backs. So like Deontay Johnson had, I think, like a 69-yard touchdown this week after it was dink and dunk to James Conner, Jalen Samuels, James Conner, Jalen yeah. Samuels the whole day. So I want to add on to your Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels had a total of five targets in three weeks to start out the season. Yeah. Or, excuse me, attempts, rush, rushing attempts. He had 10 tonight, 10 rushing attempts for 26 yards. So he was a receiver. Yeah. He had eight receptions for 56, 57 yards. And he Plus had the touchdown that bumped it up. <laughs> so Jalen Samuels is, in my book, still a, hand, a handcuff. As well as he was facing the Bengals, which are lower end run defense, and and that's this is true, and like I know last week I said I'm gonna trade James Conner, and I may still do that. I don't know. I'll see what happens um, if I can get the right deal, but they are gonna need him. I mean, the reality of it is, is Mason Rudolph Mason is gonna struggle. Short pass is he's gonna struggle, and they are they give him the option to get out of there. And that, Absolutely. that's genuinely what I saw. I realized it's the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I realized it was a blowout game. But what I saw in this game is they're going to try to take Mason. the weight off of Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph as much as they can. Yep. And they can do that with these two running backs. So I'm going to bump off to Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison is continuing to show that he is the number two guy. Um, it is back and forth between him and MVS. Um, but he is a nice option if he continues to carve out that role as the number two guy for Aaron Rodgers. Um, altogether, Allison only has 11 targets on the season, but if he can produce in the red zone, so he got a touchdown this week, if he can produce that way, that will put him into consideration for depth. Um, he is a decent pickup as well as speculatively just like Corey Davis, where Geronimo Allison has potential and he can produce. It really depends on the play callers in Green Bay. So my problem, and just to, I'm not, I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit with Geronimo Allison, is I actually think it, the way it looks to me is it's going to be a little bit more back and forth. You have week one, goose egg. He, he's goose straight up against Chicago. Then Minnesota, four Four receptions, 25 yards, which isn't great anyways. He had 46% of snaps. And then against Denver, he scored .9 points. So, to me, he, this looks so like... So, he went 4-3-4 four, four targets. Yes. This is very minimal. This is the 11 that I was talking about. Yes. So, and, and looking at this, 
looking at this lineup, I'm seeing a guy who's going to be inconsistent, and I'm not necessarily sure. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're well, saying he's a waiver pickup. Speculatively. Speculative. He's a, he's waiver a speculative pickup. waiver pickup. I pick him up and like, oh, yeah, I got the new. Exactly. You wouldn't do Whoever, what my you didn't know. wouldn't do what my cousin did with Marquez Valdez Scantling <laughs> this week and start him over Chris God, Godwin. Uh, no, but or Robert MBS, Wo- no, not Chris Godwin, Robert Woods. Robert Woods <laughs> starting MBS over Robert Woods. Good old good old That's cousin not, of mine. <laughs> He's been uh, out MBS of is winning in the targets. He has twenty seven targets all together. Whatever that's averaging seven. It's roughly seven, and he is also maybe a depth guy PPR, but it hasn't produced enough to be in your starting lineups at all. I wouldn't do it. You're banking on that touchdown, which has only happened once so far this season. So Marcus Valdez-Scantling had six targets this week, um, yeah, and he had three receptions for 47 yards, whereas um, Geronimo Allison, four targets. One touchdown. For how many yards? He had 52 he had th- yards. He had three receptions for 52 yards. So if it if it weren't for the touchdown, I mean, just 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 yeah. talking against you, if it had if the touchdown had gone the other way, <laughs> we you'd be sitting here thinking, okay, well I, I would have guy. lost I would have lost my my league this week. MVS has looked more yeah. consistent, but I get what you're saying. Like, They're I'm both just, I'm just, on the cusp. And if you're looking for you one know, could a, take the spot. a wide receiver, you know, wild card who's going to move you forward, one of these guys could be it. Yeah. It no, could be Allison. Definitely. It could be MVS. I, I, I get you. I'm just, just talking about it. So, for sure. uh, Ronald Jones, if you go back and look at week two, he was terrible. <laughs> if you look at all of his other weeks, he's definitely been a serviceable running back. He's not going to win you a week. But if you need a guy that you need to flex in, maybe you have a two flex league, or even you have you go through the bipocalypse here in a couple weeks, you're gonna need a guy to throw in there. And Ronald Jones has been consistent, and he can be the guy to do that. And I don't see anything going the other way because Peyton Barber, we've seen him his whole career. Ronald Jones could be finally taking a step a little bit. And according and something you actually told me um, was that Pro Football Focus has him ranked as. Like the number one running back? Number one graded running back. Yeah. So he could continue to take a step up, especially if, if Jameis Winston can keep performing, which so, is volatile because Jameis Winston does this. Has we are still career. figuring out what Arians is going to do with this offense. Mm-hmm. And I think they're still figuring out oh, yeah. what they're going to do with Arians uh, calling the plays. His attempts are actually respectable, Ronald Jones. Yeah. Is 13, this is by week, 13, 4, 14, 19. And he is, his yards per carry is is nice. Yeah. It's nice. This last one, he's had two over 5.7, and this last one was 3.7 with the touchdown. So if he's going to get those goal line carries, as well as be used, because he's gone up in attempts in the last three weeks, he is only on the field 25% of the time. Just to point that out, that could change. And if it starts to grow, he carves more of a rollout. It'll be it'll be awesome to see what Ronald Jones the second can do. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, so my, so my third player is Cole Beasley. I brought up Cole Beasley in um, some of my waiver articles, I believe. 
he is a strong PPR option. Uh, the Bills are moving the ball, and they're doing well. Uh, Josh Allen is, is actually doing this team justice. They showed up against the Patriots and that defense. They still played well. Um, so that's awesome to see. Him and John Cole Beasley and John Brown have done pretty well. Beasley's averaging about 8.75 targets a game, right. which is awesome. So if you need depth, especially in PPR, Beasley is an option. Definitely, and I'm very excited to watch the Bills. You're going to watch all their games and think, man, I hate this for fantasy. <laughs> but I'm just excited as a football fan to watch the Bills because Buffalo this is a team, needs it. This is a team that could Buffalo needs make, it. not only make the playoffs but could go deep. They, they, what I saw in this week is they could legitimately, and this is a crazy statement, and I'm not like <laughs> trying to like plant my foot, but they, they have a team that if it plays like it did this last week and every week before that, they could challenge the Patriots this year in, in their division. If the Patriots lose one or two bad games, I mean, it's, 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 it's a crazy thought, but I think it's a team that could do it. Hot I take. think, I really think that they're a team that could possibly do it. The Bills look, look strong. They're so, an old-school defensive team that moves the ball down the field. Except for their offense, the because side. their offense is in new a new school run with the quarterback <laughs> team. For sure. Um, and and they're just going to get better when they get Singletary back. He'll keep getting worked into the offense. He'll get back. He'll be healthy. And I think that the, that's going to just give their offense more of a boon. If they had had him against the Patriots, that could have actually made a difference in that game. So um, my last player... Gardner Minshew. I actually have I actually have to <laughs> I actually have to pick up Gardner Minshew in a league I'm in right now. Okay. You were you were parading him last week, so what's your take now? I still love him. He is the gardener. Okay, he will. personally, as the per- personality you love him. <laughs> but the he's reality the of it is is he's not a super high end option. But he's getting 17, 18, 19, 20 points a game. He's averaging about 18 points a game. And I will happily take that in the league I'm in right now. It's not even a two-quarterback league. Every quarterback's picked up. And so I'm going to start Gardner Minshew because he's there. And right now I have Case Keenum. And we all know how that worked out. Still won the week, ironically, with not even a full eight, uh, tenth of a point. So, so that's, I mean... That's where I'm going with with him, and that's my that's my two cents on that. And I think that's all of our waiver guys. So awesome! How how was your weekend? <laughs> I heard your girlfriend if you're came still back. Still here? Yeah, my girlfriend came back from her her long trip, which was amazing. I showed Super up at the long, airport like like, like five, I showed six up days. at the airport like a man, and I made her a sign and got her some flowers, and I had canes, raising canes, waiting in the car. So great. if you want to take some notes, though, that might be the main note that I would have for guys. Is make oh, sure I thought you were girl, telling me. I was like, hold well, up. Well, you too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a guy and you need to treat you, what I'm saying is if you're a guy, you need to treat your girl as if she's the only one in the world because that will make sure that she just knows where you stand. Yeah, and I adore my girlfriend Joy. And a little bit of attention is all it takes sometimes, and it's not that hard. A little bit or a little bit more. Well, a little bit <laughs> and then a little bit more, but like sometimes you just need that little bit, like just a little text here or a little gift there. So, but we we've 
we've gotten off topic a little bit, so that's all How we have for How was your weekend? Today. Oh, duh. Uh, <laughs> Come on now. My weekend was good. Last week, actually, I was in Disneyland slash working. Ooh. Um, huh. Yeah. You were working cool. in Disneyland. No, not in Disneyland. I was actually in California. California. I was going to say California Adventure, but I wasn't in California Adventure either. I was in California, and I was doing. I work. I was doing some installing some makeup stands in a Macy's down there. We'd go in. We'd finish it in like a couple hours, and then we would go to Disneyland when we finished up. So sounds legit. It was cool. So and then my weekend was just kind of a relaxing weekend. I had some stuff I got done at the house and things. So other than that. Um, I think we, that's... Yeah, we appreciate you tuning in to the Fanalyzers. Catch us on Twitter at, the, at Fanalyzers and send us your questions. Fanalyzers at Fanalyzers. <laughs> fanalyzers. Fanalyzers, Fanalyzers. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later.